Thank you for joining me, Eve, my co-host Claire, and our lovely producer Uzma for another episode of Poopology. Today we have another special edition for you. Following on from our Women in Technology episode, I felt it was important to invite some guests from the construction industry. You may or may not know, my own business, ALAR Exclusive, is an all-female construction company, and I am passionate about promoting women in construction. As a business, this is one of our core values, and we've done lots of work as ambassadors for women in this industry. So let's start by introductions. So ladies, please introduce yourselves. Hi, uh, my name is Roxandra Iwana. Uh, at work, I'm called Roxandra. Like between friends, I'm called Iwana. And here, I'm called Iwana. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're amongst friends here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am a package manager in construction in uh, like facades like the envelope the external package i've just started this role this week actually and i've been a construction manager for the last seven months which is like a a site-based role yeah I'm, i'm coming from romania i've been here for the last 13 years and i've been working in construction for the last eight years okay lovely my name is ursula novak i'm a quantity surveyor i work for a lovely company mda consulting limited i have been there for the last almost two years. Previously I've been on another company but about three years ago I changed my career progression. I used to be at the bank doing development finance and I believe I've made the right decision although late in their age and very happy to be a cost consultant nowadays. Lovely, you're still young. I'm Andrea. I work for ALAR Exclusive and I'm part of E's team. I'm project coordinator and I just started this role in May. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm brand new to the industry. Brand new but extremely helpful. Good. You're like my work mother. (laughs) I'll take that. Between work mother and work wife, something like that. I don't know. know, (laughs) Something between the two. Right hand Between half and half. Left hand woman. Both (laughs) hands. Sometimes right leg. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the day. So, yes. Uh, You don't need to introduce yourself, Claire, because... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hi! (laughs) But, actually, in the previous episodes, you have not spoken about your brother in a while. I didn't, did I? So, I don't know, like, if you want to do that today, because I think that would be, you know... I do have a few stories about him. Okay. I never mention his name, and the last few episodes I have said a few things about him so he's got his own persona (laughs) (laughs) my poor brother I'm sure this podcast will not be shared with him he'd hate it (laughs) (laughs) which makes it even more pleasurable (laughs) bring him on then (laughs) guests one day yeah, special guest soon, oh, maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. see. We'll start with the poopy moments of the week, and I'll kick things off. So I'm going to actually do a construction-related poopy moment, just to stay in theme. So a couple of years back, I was working on a project, and we were at the utilities stage. So we had all these big ditches all at the front of the property. And I was nicely looking at the facade with my site manager, having a discussion walking backwards because obviously everyone knows on a construction site you should walk in a direction you can't see because you know health and safety (laughs) wise that's a very clever thing to do and as I was taking a step back pointing at things on the facade and having a heated conversation I fell into a three meter deep ditch backwards (laughs) 
And later on that evening, I was actually meeting Claire and a couple of other girlfriends for dinner. So on the bus, it was obviously extremely hilarious for everyone on site. Uh, I remember looking straight up, I could see the sky and the roof, and there was a guy on the roof, obviously, working, and he took his phone out and he started taking photos. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what are you doing? He said, this is such a great angle. (laughs) So I'm sure it's on Facebook somewhere. I might actually even be famous in Romania, you know. (laughs) And yes, so I remember sitting on on the bus, covered in, you know, pretty much everything, and texting the girls saying I'm running you late. got the bus you didn't even get a taxi you took a bus I took a bus because I was in the middle of nowhere no couldn't <laughs> get a taxi I was literally very very far out but I remember messaging them saying I'm going to be late because I fell in a ditch as you do and I'm covered in mud and I've got to go home and get changed unless you want me to turn up with poo all over myself <laughs> now we know why you need the right hand left hand and the right hand and both eyes so that was my poopy moment it was lucky you did go home and get changed because it was a very nice Indian restaurant that we were waiting for <laughs> <laughs> So my dad is a builder, so for a long time when we were growing up, we used to live on a building site. And my dad was redoing the upstairs area, the upstairs bedrooms. It was still open walls, so there was no jibboard or anything on the walls. It was all very open, and he had just pulled it all down. And he went out to the store to get some more supplies. And I needed to go to the toilet, so I ran upstairs, ran into the toilet, went to the loo, came back out. And just as I was about to go through the door frame, there was this dead rat like it was huge we lived at the beach and it was in New Zealand so there was lots of rodents and things and it was there and I thought where did that come from because that was not there <laughs> when I went through and it was it was probably about a month old and it oh was disgusting and it was lying there and I was so grossed out that I couldn't even jump over it so I'm just standing in the bedroom waiting for my dad to come home from the supply <laughs> store at least half an hour and because this is before mobile phones and I could hear the front door going I'm like dad dad and he comes running up the stairs going, what's wrong, what's wrong? I'm like, there's a dead rat. There's a dead rat. And he just looked at me like I was a complete idiot. He just picked it up and he just took it. I was like, oh, gross. Was it actually a dead rat? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say it was a no. piece of carpet. <laughs> dead rat and it was disgusting. And my mum came home. And dad, dad was laughing and he was telling her about it and he went and showed her where it was and she went, oh, it's a lovely colour of grey, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? I was trapped for half an hour in the bedroom. <laughs> so. That was my poopy moment. Well, mine was I was asked to look after my friend's cat for a couple of days while she went on holiday. And this cat hadn't been out yet. So imagine it was a new cat, had like a week left before it was allowed out. So um, I somehow managed to lock myself in the house before I was going to work. So the front door wouldn't open. So what I did was I went upstairs and opened the window and was shouting to people on the street to see <laughs> So I threw the keys. I was looking to see who wouldn't be suspicious, like who would rob and run off with the keys. <laughs> so I was looking, 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 and I saw this school girl. I thought, okay, she'll do. So I threw the keys to her and said, please, can you try and help me open the front door? In the meantime, while she was helping me, I forgot I left the window open upstairs. And imagine oh, the cat yeah. had never been out before. She couldn't let me out. I was still stuck inside the house. So I started to panic because I just started a new job as well. I was so, I was by this stage hysterical because, oh my God, I can't get out of the house. I've lost the cat because I was screaming, <laughs> looking for this goddamn cat and it wasn't anywhere. At this point, I burst into tears I was like oh my god I'm going to get fired I called my friend I said I've lost your cat she was actually in Spain and she actually 
she went to the airport to get her ticket and come back because she was so upset. She loved this cat. She was crying. I was crying. She's like, I'm coming back. You have to get the cat. You have to find the cat. Finally, just as she arrives at the airport, who bloody pops out under the bed? The goddamn cat. <laughs> it was hiding under the bed the whole time and I was screaming the whole time, Luna, Luna, Luna. She wasn't anywhere to be seen. And just as my friend got to the airport, she popped her head out and luckily she went back and she bought her ticket and everything oh, for the flight oh. to come back. You can invoice the cat. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, now I can laugh about it, but at the time it wasn't funny. Did like, you, did you actually get out of the house? Um, I had to, because she has like foot locks in this house with alarms, everything. It was like you know when you're in a do the escape room. She's like, okay, this <laughs> is the key for the back door. Go into my cupboard. On the third drawer down, there's a key. Go and get that key. So I had to go and get that key. Then for the padlock for the back gate, because not only could I not get out into the garden, I couldn't get oh out of the garden because there's a padlock on her gate. So in the end, yeah, I got out and her friend came for the rest of the night to look after the cat because I said I'm not staying in your house anymore. I'm done. She didn't trust you with the cat anymore. Never mind that. I didn't want to blood stay in the house anymore. <laughs> I was like, I'm living in a crazy house with this cat. So I was like, no, I'm gone. So her friend took over and that's it. Yeah. So we don't mention that ever again. Now I can laugh, but we don't ever discuss that moment ever again. Oh we don't God. talk about it. Cat <laughs> gate. Cat <laughs> gate. Yeah, exactly. You cat will cat. never babysit cat No, no. Well, not for her anyway. No way. Well, we're going away soon and we've got a cat. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> At your own risk. Yes. We might lock you in as well. And the funny thing is, in our house, it's a one-way lock. So if we did lock you in, you can't get out. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I'm traumatised <laughs> for life. That's it. I'm, I'm you can imagine you halfway up the street. I was. I was. And she lives nowhere. Like, in the middle of nowhere. No, so she lives no on a residential street. I mean, about if, you know. Oh, you. Oh, God. No neighbours. Like really? Princess yeah, okay. in the tower. Like, hello, hello. Oh my god, hello. no. You can hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> have so many stories some of them are very crazy we have a common friend I'm not gonna mention her name she slept overnight at mine I think it was her birthday if I'm not wrong so we haven't slept at all like the last hour I think I've, I slept a little bit but I had to get up and go to work she woke up she was working like nearby my house and she said to me like oh I'm running out of battery and I was like all right you have like a charger in like my room behind the bed and she charged the phone I texted her I said to her I left the key on the table to you you opened the first door and then the front door like you you open it so what she did she left the key on the table she opened the door <laughs> she, she took her shoes on she shut the door after her and she got <laughs> she stuck between <laughs> the <laughs> And I was at work, and it happened, I think I was in a meeting, yeah, I and I had this. to come out of the meeting. Like, imagine, like, I went, like, at work very, very tired. Phone, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. she texted me. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, like, for an hour yeah, and a she, half, she was, she was stuck, stuck, and it was very, very doors. cold also. <laughs> and there was no radiator in between like, yeah. doors there. And she was thinking to smash a window, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back home, I opened the door to her, and then we had, like, a very nice breakfast together. <laughs> we went to a local uh, restaurant. And, yeah, but that was a funny story. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Would you rather it be too hot or too cold? Too cold. Yeah. yeah too, too cold. cold too cold That'd it's be very like hot a... in this room right now yeah it would be like a little sweat box for your friend <laughs> 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 
Okay, I will tell you about my construction-related moment. I've taken over a project from a colleague of mine um, and went for my first meeting. And obviously with my perfect driving skills, I finally <laughs> find the site, find the parking spot. It was in the middle of nowhere in, um, if you know, sitting born industrial estate, so it was easy to park. But um, I still managed to park in the wrong uh, bay. <laughs> anyway, I went to the uh, to the site. I went to the welfare facilities for the meeting room. No one was there. So, okay, everyone is late. That's fine. Probably traffic or whatsoever. Made myself a coffee. And someone came in from the site. What are you doing here? I said, oh, I'm for the meeting. Have you signed in? No couldn't find the book, so he brought the book, I signed in, and I was asking, where is everyone coming? So like, oh, I'm going to have to check because I'm not aware of any meetings. So I said, that's fine. So I made myself a coffee. There were a lot of biscuits and chocolates. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. This project going to go well. Um, <laughs> so I started eating and waiting for like 10 minutes. Nobody turned up. So I started looking at the drawings uh, just to get myself more familiarized with the project as I wasn't involved. And I look at the drawing from, hmm, this looks different from what my colleague has sent it to me. <laughs> so I look another the drawing, probably search through paperwork I'm not supposed to do. I have a feeling I know where this is. And then the guy came in, so like, oh, I don't think the meeting is held today. Have I taken the wrong days? It happened to me before. So I asked him, is the main contractor? I'm not going to name. No. Oh, okay, I'm on the wrong side. (laughs) (laughs) So then obviously I got to my right side, which was opposite, and everyone was waiting over Ursula finally. I said, yeah, sorry. And unfortunately, I told him about my blind moment, and it's been mentioned every single month. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the project is now complete. (laughs) Successfully. That's good. (laughs) Do they have chocolates and biscuits at you? Yeah. Yes, they were really looking after us. I used to have a special box just in front of me to make sure that it's just for me, not to share. So, yes, they were looking after everyone. Okay, I've got one. It's not construction related, but quite a few years ago, me and my friend went out to like a cafe and it was a self-service cafe. He went to order something and I sat down. And in my head, because it's self-service, picked it up, I thought he paid for it. We sat there, we were there for like five, six hours, and then after a while, you know, we got up to leave, and we're just walking down the street, and there's someone like screaming behind us, but we're not paying any attention, we wouldn't think it was for us, so we're still walking, and this guy is like running to us in full speed, we apparently left without paying, <laughs> we were sat there for so long, and I just thought he paid, and he just completely forgot about it. We were so mortified, we literally gave him all the money we had. We did not want to go back and pay with card, and we were giving him as much tips as we possibly could. And I hadn't actually gone back to that cafe for like five years until this year. A bit scared. They'll stop me at the door. Was there a picture of you on the back wall? I was about to say, a I was looking about, there was a picture. Hall of shame. <laughs> Wanted. Have you, have you seen this person who ran away from our restaurant without paying? <laughs> Like I was like shocked when I first got my first day at work. I went outside and basically everyone, Romanian, all the operatives, and I was like, what the hell? Like it was not like 
the same on my previous job. I had people from Romania on site, but depending on the packages that they were building, yeah. like the concrete guys were like from India, like the fire rating was by people from Bulgaria. We had the fetal Polish people. In here, like, everyone is Romanian. Yeah, I'm exaggerating. There are quite like, a lot now sites. But 70% of them, 70% they were from Romania. It's a good thing because I get things done very easy being yes. from the same country, especially the only girl, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I've had a lot of Romanian contractors. They do a very good job, great finish, mm. have a lot of attention to detail, though, and they work really hard, so... Mm. Uh, yeah. How do they find with you being a woman? They actually respect me a lot. Yeah. They're like, they, they can't believe they all call me boss, and I'm like, oh, don't call me boss, I'm not a boss, I have a job like you have. It's just like a different job. You know, you don't have to call me a boss and you don't have to be scared of me. Some of them, they tend to be a bit scared, like in- right. intimidated. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You're just they, too beautiful they, and no, then they no, come. No, 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 no. They might think that, I don't know, if they do something wrong, I'm going to yellow card them, you know, or things like that. But no. Yeah. Understand that. I mean, I've been in the same sort of position before where we've had all Romanian contractors and they are actually extremely respectful. I think that because I don't know, maybe in your head you think that they're going to be more mm-hmm. you know, chauvinistic, but yeah. actually, no, I didn't find that at all. They were very respectful. I think it's sometimes when they see someone who is not coming to the site often, like every day. So I was they... going every day on site, okay. <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Because then the, what I was trying to say, if you, mm. that only, like, I would go to the site once a month, so every fortnight depends yeah. uh, on my appointment or what is required. But that. sometimes people know, oh, she's from the bank, or I'm not. Oh, she's from, you know, health mm. and safety executive. So it suddenly probably think that someone's coming to inspect what they're doing. Uh, yeah. And that whether you're a woman or not. But I found them generally very, because I think a lot of Romanians are actually quite conservative as well. So, you know, they don't smoke on site. I don't agree. They don't. Well, this, that's been <laughs> I've my got one experience. side, and every time I go there, I've already mentioned twice. And uh, last time I went to the site, and the site manager who was about to walk me around, I said, OK. Uh, and he started lighting cigarettes. I said, what are you doing? You're not allowed to smoke here. And I did tell you before. And next time I see it, I'm going to report it because obviously it's it's a huge risk. There are so yeah. many yeah. flammable materials. Right. It's a serious and it's, issue. It's a serious yeah. issue. It's, you know, if you're not concerned about you, you're concerned about others. Yeah, yeah. And if you gave him the look that you're giving me right now, I would have put my cigarette out straight no, away. Next time I get your cigarettes and I'm going to just chuck them away. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even, did you say it was a cigar? No, a cigar. No, cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a cigar. Cigar. I was kind of thinking. Is... <laughs> yeah, you do find it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Castro. <laughs> and the heart. <laughs> I don't see people smoking. Like, I mean, they might without us seeing, but they know that we will yellow card, even red card straight away. We do have smoking areas for them. So, Excuse my ignorance, but what's yellow card, red card? What's that? Yellow card is for like someone that does something like Wrong, even if you yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. To your local it's like a, it's like a little uh, warning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a warning. A first warning. Yeah. Two warnings. 
and oh, you're, you're oh, okay. and you're not allowed to work for that company on any of their side unless you generally know it's health and safety related though mm. so because obviously health and safety is a very serious subject here in the UK and so much of what you do when you are working on sites is to prepare for health and safety and the councils are very strict about it the environmental health can come and visit you at any time so that's why they have this process so that if people are regularly not taking notice of what mm. they need to do to keep everything everyone safe then you have to remove them oh, okay yeah. should be financial penalty then probably they would learn well i guess the financial penalty is if you do you know when i was in dubai job. i had a trip on dubai and went to see a few construction sites they had a penalty for sleeping on site sleeping yes yeah, so apparently sleeps? it's a big issue in dubai because obviously when you build a tower what 40 100 floors and you are on 40 instead of going on break you need to leave the building but who cares you know you have to climb if you haven't got lift or the 40 floors usually they've got like a temporary lift but you know display sign everywhere there is a penalty I don't remember how much for sleeping on site because they said that it's a big concern because it's quite hot mm. yeah. uh, and humid from time to time mm. in Dubai so it's actually not good for your health yeah. so there are special welfare facilities for rest yes but people yeah. were still sleeping I was walking around and I'm hiding somewhere people because obviously if you are within, between concrete it's a little bit colder yeah um, yeah Construction sites in Dubai are so huge, though, and they have so many hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah, it was really on good them. experience. Yeah. We went to a building. They were at 42nd floor. And walking up or taking like, like a horse to to get mm-hmm. to that floor. Like, where is everyone? You know, there's such a big building. There are no people working. And then we got to this 40-something floor, which yeah. was, wasn't was roof, but was building up. There was a tons of rubber in the concrete and about 100 people, one next to each other. So, like, how can you work in these conditions? And everyone was wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, obviously, in the safety, I guess the material must have been, like, cotton or something, but really a lot of respect working in such a heat. Yeah. 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 It is, it is. And especially when you're dealing with, like, with steel, it was so hot for me. So talking about the sleeping thing, in Japan, it's actually socially acceptable to do that. What, on a building site? To have naps at work. Oh, yeah, I've heard that somewhere. And the people would work and just sleep by the desk. Yeah, it's called sleeping while present. Okay. Would you like to introduce that what, yeah. What's the point of being? No, no, no sleeping around here. Can I have a little nap? <laughs> so it says, it says here you can. It says here you can doze off in a meeting at a restaurant or on the subway. A meeting. How does that work? So excuse me, I'm just going to have a nap. <laughs> in the middle of a meeting. What it says. Where, where does it say that? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Google says that. I, I, I will not be able to do that. Like that. You need to if move you to Japan. if you miss like two three prepositions from a meeting, you miss the whole meeting basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is how what they call it. I don't know how. I'm not even going to In a mori. In a mori. I think it's it's like if it's socially acceptable and that's normal, then you know, like people hmm. just it don't see it. Strange, yeah, though, for us it's strange because sometimes you don't sleep at all because you've got so much work. Yeah. <laughs> True. You, True. you get wired after a while. You're just staring at your eyes. And just like, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're working on computers, right, with the blue screen. Yes. If that happens to me. If I'm writing emails in bed, I find that after a while I just can't sleep at all. No, yeah, my sleep is completely like... You get completely yeah. wired. Yeah, exactly. So, ladies, you're both 
relatively senior in the construction industry. So tell me a little bit about your journey to get to here and you know some of the trials or tribulations you may have faced and whether if you feel it was more difficult as a woman in a very, very male orientated role. You mean the journey to become a quantity surveyor? Yeah, to become a senior quantity surveyor, I'd like to add. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be senior. <laughs> it is male-dominated environment, but I will be honest, I always get on better with men rather than women. So I've been, you know, since I was younger, I was uh, kind of tomboy and, you know, climbing the trees and playing football with the guys instead of Barbie dolls. And throughout, you know, my young years, I always had, like, a good best male friends, not boyfriend, but, like, yeah. getting yeah. on. Uh, obviously, I, I love ladies' stuff and being treated like a princess. But, uh, yes, there, sometimes there is challenging being a woman because, especially that I don't look my age, so people perception is that, oh, she's just graduated, she's 25 years, not much experience, what does she know, and they can, they think that they can walk over yeah. you. Uh, so you need to be probably more assertive than a man has to be, I would say. Okay. Um, that's probably, can't think of anything else, but we do, as a woman, we do have advantages as well, because you can use your charm, negotiate a good um, <laughs> We're contract better at manipulating, so go on, just say it. We're we, better at manipulating. We're good at manipulating, <laughs> and uh, in my previous company in Barclays, my friends always said that whatever I ask, I get, and you know, I'm, at the moment, I'm the only girl on my floor so a couple of days ago I told the guys I'm no longer making coffee I'm a princess here I want to be looked after <laughs> um, and uh, it's uh, we have a really good banter at, at work yeah. so you know we we joke and probably I can say what I want and nobody really take it further <laughs> uh, and probably it's partially because I'm Polish and the way I am, partially because I'm a woman and the way I am, but uh, no, it's it's challenging, but I think it's it also helps us, because there is this not that many women uh, are interested in the construction, well, for let's face it, it's, it's more male interest job, Yeah. so I think nowadays men appreciate more that we have an interest and I've heard a lot of good feedback saying that, you know, female QS are more detailed. One of my clients saying that what I do differently is because I care, so I put the heart into to my job, and I think that's helped us to retain and win businesses. Yeah, yeah, so there's definitely a benefit, obviously, to having more women and more balance, I guess. And let's be honest, what men could do without us, you know? <laughs> we tell them what to do, and they just need to... Do it. <laughs> they just need to do what, what we tell them to do. Yeah. How about you? How did I get in construction? I went to university because I've already studied some back home about technical drawing. And I've actually registered for a different course in here, like IT development, software development. They've sent me a letter that I was accepted to the university and I refused. I was like, I don't want to stay in an office the whole day. And like, I mean, okay, I like to open a laptop, spend time on... High five, it was a long time ago, yeah, 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 other, like, you know, websites. But I don't think I want to, like... And I said, like, I'll, I started to look onto UCAS. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, construction management. And I applied and I actually didn't even have the, because I had to take the IELTS. IELTS is the English exam. Yeah. And I passed it. I did not pass the, the grade my university required. And I remember when I went to the open day, there was one of the teachers, the tutors there called Sarah. <laughs> And she said, like, we don't have the necessary grade, but you know what? You're a girl, we don't have a lot of girls. You're accepted. <laughs> and You're in. Like, oh, oh, really? Yes. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, That's really um, good. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Yes, and I've, at the end, I think I was the only girl in the class. There was another one, but she was studying something else because she was only studying one module with me and that's it, but the rest of them, they were boys. And uh, I've done my work placement at the Olympic Games. That was a really nice experience. That was my first job in construction. I was doing feet out snagging. Oh, wow. And I hated it. I love you just pointing, this is wrong. It did help me, though, you know, it opened all my doors. Yeah. And I've actually done six months. Mm. I was paid very, like, a tiny bit amount just for travel and lunch. So. But that sounds like an amazing experience. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was good. So I was meant to be there for three months, and then I stayed for six months, and then the summer holidays came, and I was like, bye guys, I don't want to stay here. I just want to enjoy my summer. <laughs> and after university, I left. I was like, I, I need some time for myself. I left my house cleaning job. I was working as a house cleaner for the entire university, like yeah. for the whole years. And I said, I, I'm going to give up that job. I'm going to go and relax and come back and start applying for jobs. And I came back from the holiday and I wouldn't get any phone calls back. I did not know, like I was changing my CV every day. Day. And one day, it was a very nice day. It was like July, I think, or June, I can't remember. I bought champagne, strawberries, and I was reading a book in the garden, and I got a call. Oh, would you like to be a quality manager at the Shard? I was like... Oh, my God! I, like, oh, I, I, I don't think I have the experience. And she said, like, no, you do. You, I've seen your CV. You, you obviously have the experience. Do you, would you like to come for an interview tomorrow morning? I was like, well... <laughs> and I went for the interview. It was a good champagne. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not have a lot of responsibility. I looked after the cleaning of the glass externally and after the blinds and the quality of the glass frames internally. How, how can you say that's not much responsibility? The whole building is made of glass. Oh, yeah. That's a huge yeah, responsibility. A huge yeah, but I was not cleaning it myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> You're managing the team, but that's a massive responsibility. So if, I, if I, you were cleaning it yourself, you would still be there. <laughs> cleaning. So I, I had, uh, there was a team of upsailers. They were cleaning from like externally, yeah, with the like fire ropes, yeah. And every day they were coming to me like marking on a drawing what if cleaned that day, and then I was putting all the information on a spreadsheet on an Excel. Yeah. and I was keeping like records mm. on that Excel yeah. document and I was very bored actually <laughs> I was so bored I went to my project I worked on the glass in the shop oh, and I was very, very bored, bored. Oh I, I actually went to my project manager and I said to him like look I'm not learning anything if you're not like giving me more responsibility I'm just gonna look for another job and he looked at me and there was a guy called Bruno he looked at me ah oh, do you want more work I was like yes he started asking me to look into leaks we had leaks yeah. on the balconies and yeah I did that with one of the 
like big supervisors that he knew, like he had experience, so I was with him all the time. And yeah, after we finished, they told me that they don't need me anymore. Like loads of people, they've been like left to go. Yeah. I was with agency anyway. So and after that, I worked at the Walkie Talkie. Oh. I, I, like yeah, that was the best job I've ever worked. You've basically worked on every there. iconic thing that's happened in the last yeah, ten years in so, London. It was like a very nice project and a very nice company to work for. I'm not gonna name, but everyone knows who he is. Yeah, like I think when you have like a smaller team, like it's better. The ambient is like nicer. You get to know everyone like mm. in a different way. Like when you go to bigger teams, that's when all the business starts. And the company that I work now has a lot of women. We actually have like the the project director is a she. She's a very successful woman. I really appreciate her. And I think it was at her request, like, to have more girls involved because, like, we can work the same way. Yeah, yeah, I suspect so. I mean, that's basically what I did, is I wanted to have an all-female team so that we could just provide more opportunities. So now there's four of us, but two more two are more joining, joining soon in the next month or so. So there's going to be six of us. So that's really good. Yeah, I think you have to provide opportunities for... Because I found it quite difficult myself. And I think that I always enjoyed, similar to you, Ursula, I enjoyed working with men more. I studied medical genetics. Not with Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't study, you know, construction-related subject. But because it was a science subject, and I went to university in Brunel, which is a very engineering-heavy university. So there was something ridiculous, like, you know, 20 guys to every girl on campus. So in my course, I think there was 12 girls out of 250 people on year one. And as the course went on, you know, by the end, I think there was like five of us or something. Something similar to what happened to me. (laughs) So there was no real, you know, females in my degree. So I naturally befriended a lot of guys. All my best friends were guys. And then in the industries I worked with, I was always surrounded by men. And I went from property to technology to construction. And the ratios are, you know, there's slightly more equality in property than as you go into technology, you know, there's less women and slightly more men but in construction it's actually quite difficult to find women in construction is how I especially on site working on site working on site or working even on the technical you know any of the technical none of our sort of consultants whenever we went to consultants office would be like do you have any women in your team and it's all you know the architects architects tends to be more female dominated or interior designer Mm. Interior design, I know a few structural engineers, uh, females. I have an interesting statistic here. It's from 2016, but it's the most recent one I could find, saying that only 12.8% of women are represented in construction. Which is very low. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have changed in the last three years. I mean, that was from 2016, so it's a few years ago. I don't think the percentage will have grown over 20%. I think that... Yeah. I think it's just um, girls don't necessarily have interest in building. I, I remember I when I went for my interviews, I forgot to add how I got into QS. I met someone on a networking event when I was working at the, um, oh, at the bar, <laughs> David, and uh, we had a coffee chat, you know, just trying to do business. And I said to him, well, I always wanted to be a quantity surveyor, but since I came to UK, obviously 
By the time I learned English, still learning, uh, my career went in different paths. I used to work at Barclays Development Finance, and since I got to Development Finance, I realized how much I enjoy being in that field. So I told him I always wanted to be a quantity surveyor. I said, no, we need someone. Let's have a chat. I went to have a chat. He arranged an interview with his partner, and uh, his partner on the interview asked me, so what do you know about construction? Well, you need bricks to build the house, that's all I know. Just look at me, well, you can build the house without bricks. There you go, I know nothing. (laughs) Uh, But I got the job, and um, they invested in me, obviously, and I've learned quickly, because... If you've got passion, then... Yeah. Well, that's what that's something you can't teach. And that was only two and a half years ago. And here I am. You know, I'm not interested in drainage or this kind of stuff. It's a dirty work. But actually, nowadays, when I'm seeing the progress and going to their side, this is what I enjoy yeah. the most, you know? It is very satisfying. It, it yeah. is. It is interesting. It's, you know, and every project is different. Every project gives you different challenges. And it's, you know, sometimes when you've got restoration and you see the relic property and then it's turned into something habitable, amazing, and, you know, and with technology constantly changing, it's just nice to be part of it and driving around London and, oh, I've built that, I've built that, I've built that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not with my own hands, but I used to yeah. say I'm, um, I'm not typical Polish building the house, but I'm a Polish giving money for yeah. the houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think um, that sort of women not going into construction can start as early as school and yes. high school and us not being given the same opportunities? Because yeah. I remember being at high school, oh, you need to take cooking and sewing classes. Yeah. And, yeah, my yeah. friend was doing a research for her dissertation. We studied together at the university and she was doing research how to encourage children or young girls to go into construction. And she'd done some exercises. Firstly, she'd done some research, obviously, about as you said, mm. cooking and yeah. sewing and all yeah. other stuff. So you don't have any exercises like to encourage them to be like with the Lego, you know, others. So she done quite few. And I've done, I think that was with Nawik, we've done with the scout groups, with the girls, when we invited few kids, quite a lot of kids, and engaged them in the activities like build the bridges from the strolls. Yeah. And they were mm. really into it. And I think that's, you know, Claire made a good point that, yeah. The interest is not really brought to their attention from the early stage. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I think it's changing because it was like a kind of stereotype, isn't it? Yeah. So I was watching a, um, a program, I think it was with Mary Portis, and she was doing this thing with some children in primary school. And she had three professions, and it was one of them... I th- pretty sure was a builder there was a policeman and a fireman and she asked all the children to draw a picture of all of those three people and give them a name and they all did that every single child drew a man and then she said now I would like you to meet a real policeman a real fireman and a real builder and then walk these three women but I mean if you look at it you know we have things like Bob the Builder yeah okay have you ever seen any cartoon characters or any kind of children's characters Eve the Builder (laughs) there isn't right and he does have a female companion and your friend now, but oh, does um, he? yeah. And then you have things like the name Fireman. Yeah, it already suggests Postman, the man. Pat yeah, even. yeah. Uh, apparently it's been changed to don't remember. Yeah, well, yeah. So <laughs> there was an article I've I've read about being called Fireman, and someone pointed that it shouldn't be said Fireman yeah. or Firewoman, but Firefighter or whatever. Yeah, Fire I resistant. think in, in terms of children's cartoons, because I've got three small children yeah. and they're consistently watching them 
all the time. The one of the only ones I've ever seen where it is a character who does lots of different jobs is Peppa Pig. And there is a character in there called Mrs. Miss Rabbit or Mummy Rabbit or something. And she consistently has loads of different jobs all the time. She helicopter pilot, firefighter, policeman, shop owner, and she's always doing all of these interesting things. And I think that is a great thing yeah. to show that she yeah. can do loads of different yeah. things and she's a female and character. Have you seen female being a plumber? Would you yeah. fancy doing the job? Yeah, I you do. Know, like I actually have girls on side that are working on tools and mm. I've seen girls like traffic marshals. Talking about this, you know, I was visiting Australia uh, this year in January. All the traffic marshal art girls, I was shocked, but I was so happy. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. But I think, again, it's just about being given that opportunity, yes. you know, and I think it does start at a mm. young age. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We need to advertise it properly yeah. in yeah. schools, especially. We, we talked about this at work because it's still not the, like, the percentage that we will like. I think it has to be socially more acceptable, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm quite lucky. My mum is a mechanical engineer. She studied mechanical engineering. Ah, she won't like me saying this, but probably over 40 years ago. Yeah, that was different. And but, um, when she studied mechanical engineering, it was unheard of to have a woman study this subject and actually be an engineer in the workplace. She was probably the first ever mechanical female mechanical <laughs> engineer. Maybe. So she went into a job after she finished. They hired her into a relatively senior role. However, even though she had the job title, because she was a woman, they wouldn't let her go down into the... Because she was in a factory that makes you know, jet propeller engines. They wouldn't let her go down into the factory area where things are being built to give directions because she was a woman. So instead they told her, oh, you can make coffee, you know, you can take some notes, like an administrator. You know, we don't want women going down there. And she's she's kind of like, but I'm an engineer and you've hired me here as an engineer, so I can't do my job unless I go downstairs and speak to the inspect, guys yeah. and inspect the machines and, you know, but they didn't want her to do that. She was very lucky because my grandfather was very much promoting women and wanted his daughters mm. to be like men. <laughs> Do you think that it might be from like an ancient times, you know, like hundred, hundred years ago and how we are created by the universe that, you know, women are generally weaker physically, not not mentally we're stronger <laughs> and um, a man is a warrior a knight who needs to look after a woman so when it comes to the construction side maybe there is something you know yeah. that they need to protect they need to protect your mom to make sure nothing happened to them and probably didn't know how to deal it because it wasn't it was uncommon to have a female interested yeah. in yeah exactly. uh, in this kind of stuff and yeah. I think it's naturally we are, you know, born to be slightly different. Yes, I kind of agree and kind of disagree. I think it is a lot of social sort of thoughts that are embedded in your head. You know, if you feel like a woman can't do this role, then you're not going to, you know, ever be amenable to it. But, you know, yes, we can't maybe lift, you know, stills, but we well, can certainly some girls do... Can do. Yeah, <laughs> we can certainly do a lot of other things. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of... You say, have you ever seen a female plumber? I'm almost a female plumber, because the plumbing in our house regularly has broken down over the years and I've had to get under there and read about pipes and fix them and mum's like I can't believe you're doing this this is like proper plumbing and I'm like yes give me the spanner <laughs> underneath the sink but you know it's just if you feel like you can do something you know and you, and you have an interest you can do it I agree. as long as there's no rodents I'd be happy to give you yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen some men scared of rodents on building sites, so I don't think that's a female problem. <laughs>
Eve and I were having a bit of a chat earlier and we were sort of wondering there are new generations coming into construction. What advice would you give your younger self coming into this industry? Work hard, stick your nose in everything, don't take the job for granted, you know, it's like you, you need to work hard to go to the next level, like no one will give you a job like for free or like because you're a girl or you have nice eyes and you know you know what I mean mm. you need to work hard that would be your number one advice mm. yeah also you don't necessarily have to go to university I've done that because I did not have the opportunity where I did not know from other people that I can go and like work as a volunteer you know so just like volunteer for like a summer and if you work hard then you you show your skills I'm sure you you will go far as far as you want oh i will probably advise myself do it earlier if it wasn't for someone special to me who encouraged me to actually take that risk because i was comfortable where i was i had really good job and good team and i wasn't looking for change but i think the opportunity came in and although in the past i used to work in a state agency before i went to the bank and i always had an interest in the properties but i didn't believe in myself i didn't know whether i could cope for me you know, English was a barrier. I didn't know that many construction technology knowledge. And, uh, you know, if, if I was brave enough, I would just take that risk much earlier because mm. I think that I find myself in a field that I always wanted to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that if I gave myself advice, I'd say start earlier. And, uh, and I would have actually studied jealous of as I would have probably gone and studied architecture or something like that and then later on evolved into sort of a construction project manager. It's never too late, Dave. I did it, so you can Seven do it. Seven years. Oh, my God, forget that. I'll be, like, 50 by the time <laughs> I graduate. Well, I hope there's quite a lot of mature students. There's yeah. Students that are older than mum that I was with. Yeah. Mature mind yeah. or body? <laughs> <laughs> I had one of my colleagues. He was 60. He was studying construction management with us. He said he wanted to open his own company back home like in his country and he started studying at 60 why not but sometimes you can you don't you know it takes seven to get fully qualified architect yeah. you don't need to I don't know what's the aspiration if you want the qualification then you need to wait that seven years but if you've got passion you probably can be a good architect within shorter period yeah you know yeah you can yeah. learn and even to do it on the side if you like something and if you've got passion for it, until you try, you don't really know whether you would enjoy it or not. Yeah. I mean, I think I en- would have ended up where I am now in terms of I yeah, would have... You're designing anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would have ended up in construction for sure. I wouldn't have stayed as an architect, but I like the entire process. You know, I like the architecture piece, but then I like the engineering. Bizarrely, I like mm. the whole thing and I like it. I like seeing it all come together. The bit I hate the most is the planning, and you know, the bank documentation is Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> and generally the bank's QS. Ursula and her colleague Kester are the first bank QSs I have ever liked in my life. Oh. MDA Consulting Limited. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Shameless uh, oh, I and I were talking earlier and you, when you were telling me about the walkie-talkie building and I was saying that um, we took the children out into central London and they love looking at all the trains and everything and we were pointing out all the buildings and Harrison who's the oldest boy said what what's that building over there and we said it's the walkie-talkie building it's like oh that's so cool mom and he went where's the other one and I went what do you mean and he went well walkie-talkie how can you talk to each other there's only one <laughs> <laughs> that's very that's good, good. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what I was 
exactly what I said. I'm gonna write to my ex-boss and ask him like you should like build a second one. Yeah. Yeah, so they can talk to each other. It should be somewhere near also. It's actually a good idea. That is a good idea, yeah. Well it's logical to him. He has walkie talkies at home, so that's what they do. But you know, it was meant to be like higher than it is. Oh really? And it was meant to be like like you had to pay, but because the San Paul Cathedral it was taking the face of the St. Paul Cathedral, uh, the planning application. City of London has only accepted like for the building to be like smaller and free for all the people who oh, wanted to visit yeah. it. It's nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should build the second one. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Within range, of course, because the batteries yeah, only go so far. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can it work with wireless or Bluetooth? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that there's all these smart yeah. home and smart office products mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, you know, I think you probably could. And you can build in between like um, a little string. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really giant tin can. And then you on can zip wire challenging as well. And then you can zip wire between yeah, exactly. the buildings. Oh my god, you guys like the idea of getting more and more crazy. It's called a tin now. Yeah. How you can climb on the O2 building. Yeah. You can make this could be another thing where you zip wire between the two walkie talkies. Like you're so excited about this. Not project. that I would do it, but I'm just saying I will do there it. are dead devils out there that would, yeah, you would. <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people would do it. I think it's a great yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. You just need to find a site. Investors, mm-hmm. you've yeah. got QS, you've got the cladding lady, well, <laughs> you've, you've got the contractor. I can do the marketing, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. done. So, what advice would you give yourself? what advice would I give my younger self the same yeah just work hard have as much experience as possible take every opportunity that's thrown at you do you think working hard or working smart is more Mm, important a bit of both I would say working smart is more important Mm. but it doesn't happen until you You work work hard hard. yeah Yeah. so they come hand in hand yeah mine would be the same as Ursula be brave be brave and take that chance yeah Yeah, definitely take a risk you know what's going to happen life's too short always take that risk so Osma you've been very quiet in the corner there what advice would you give to your younger self Osma (laughs) I'm being brave, I'm gonna work so, hard so I can be I'm smart. Just, when you were five, what would you say to your five year old self? I don't remember my thoughts from when I was five, so I can't make a comment on that. <laughs> so, Claire, you had an interesting question about diversity. Yeah, we were talking about unconscious bias. Yes. And looking at the construction is construction industry is typically made up of men and it's very male dominated and do you think unconscious bias plays a part in the core element of when it comes to designing buildings so when you know when you go to the toilet and you you see the women's toilets designed exactly the same to the men's do you think i think you need to bear in mind a different needs a woman have to male. Have you ever been to male toilet? Always yeah. stinks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Always stinks. Yeah. Not that I go there regularly, but <laughs> <laughs> just because the female is always busy, but it's always clean, you know, like Female needs more of time in the bathroom, place to put makeup. So obviously, you were going to say something else there. What could you possibly say? Because you were space to put. So I thought you were going to say space to poop. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why. Men need that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
obviously where you've got the washing basins and you need the extra space for that makeup, the guy just, you know, wash the hands and go, you know. Sometimes I've seen two men changing. Sometimes I see women taking photos in the bathroom, which I find it always like a bit mad and important. Yeah, yeah. and posting on Facebook. So at work? Have you, have you ever been to... At work? <laughs> no, not, oh, that, not at work, but, you know, when you go out and... Uh, Even then it's weird. Yeah. Why in the bathroom? There are many and other options. Uh, Maybe the lighting's good. It's usually mm. the light, the lighter, yeah, like younger girls would do that. But I always find it like a bit weird. But anyway, maybe that's a new Instagram or whatever it calls Snapchat thing. But uh, yeah, so going back to, do you need to take that in consideration? I think definitely we still have different needs. Yeah, I mean like men use different toilets anyway. Like urinals. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. You can say it urinals. <laughs> Yes. At the end of the yeah. day, you need to understand what, you know, the building or what you're designing, what it is going to be used for and why. And, you know, I've got a house that is being, the internal layout is being changed. And initially I thought it's being bought by a woman, but now it's a guy because the wardrobe is suddenly twice as big. So yeah. which guy has so many clothes, you know, yeah. and a proper closet and, you know, double bath and everything this is a bit different, you know, that's usually what mm. the woman requires. So I think the changes it's happening. Uh, changes are happening and I think it's all about understanding, you know, and sometimes you need to be flexible because people have different needs and it's not like it was 40 years ago or 100 years ago and going forward it will change probably even more. So sticking with the, the toilet theme, years ago when I was working in Wellington in New Zealand, there was we shared a floor, so we were... We were service room so there's about three other offices on the floor that we were on and every time we would go to the ladies toilets one cubicle was always shut and there was always someone in there and we could hear them breathing and we used to I don't know we used to call them the lurker in the ladies loo because we just didn't know who this person was and there's always someone in there it's weird really weird it's weird and all the other girls were like was the lurker in there was the lurker in the loo so it was just bizarre someone didn't like work and spend most of the time in the toilet Andrea's become the lurker. Oh my god, is it you? I'm looking, I had really taken one's photo of toilet site, which was for women and uh, men. I was, I, I cannot find it, but it was such a good perfect message so when I find it I will show you yeah. Yeah. remember when we were in that cafe and you saw that funny toilet sign when we were in Formentera yeah what, did, what was it I think it said something like men are to the left because women are always right oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one yeah, yeah that's what I was looking for <laughs> yeah. that was a good one yeah that was a really good one so yeah. I took a photo oh was it the same one, one? Yeah. Yes. awesome see great minds yeah <laughs> well Thank you very much for joining us today, ladies. Thank you. Thank all thank my guests. No problem for making the time to come out here. I'd like to thank everyone. And please join us again for the next episode of Poopology next Monday. Don't touch the table. No. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Do not I forget. <laughs> Strawberries. <laughs> yes. Can I touch you the strawberries? <laughs> <laughs>
No, don't touch the strawberries. <laughs> You're hardcore, man. 